tell them. As you know, we've been going through uh, Matthew 6, uh, what some people call the Lord's Prayer, um, and uh, what I call a model prayer. It's not because I'm in rebellion, but I'm, I'm influencing a couple of churches here in town that they have changed it to to model prayer versus Lord's Prayer. So so we're all either in deep doo-doo or we're, we're, we're whatever. But I call John 17 the Lord's Prayer because Jesus actually prays. This one, he's teaching. And so far, we've looked at our Father in Heaven, which is a declaration. It's not a petition. It's a declaration. Then the second one was, Hallowed be your name, which is the first petition. And then, your will, your kingdom come, which is a petition, and then your will be done as it is in heaven. Okay. Your will be done as it is in heaven, and, and I think it's really important. And as we looked at those, that that declaration and those three petitions, I think are extremely po powerful, especially the declaration, "Our Father." You have a father that absolutely loves you. So much so that when you were so lost that he pursued you and gave a way for you to come into relationship with him. See, these dec this declaration, these three petitions, really give us an excellent insight into God's will our lives. Remember how we talked about how people go, oh God, what's your will for my life? What's your will for my life? Oh God, what's your will for my life? Well, this, these four things are starting to give us a really good idea of what his will is. Pursue him. Pursue him. But they also show us something more. They show us that this father that we have is a nurturing father. That sometimes we go, will you stop bugging me? Can I just rest? Why do you, why do you have to you know, kind of keep working with me to get me to mature and to grow and to, and, and to become more spiritual? Now, I know you guys have never said that, but I, I've been in that position. But he's a nurturing father. He's a father that encourages. But we also know from these teachings, as we went over the last four weeks, he will always be there for us. We might go somewhere, but he will never. But I guarantee if we go somewhere, he'll be pursuing us. That's our God. You know, I mean, you think about the other religions in the world that that people are just spending all this time trying to do this and do that and do this and and pursue and hoping, without being sure that they're going to get in. But if we have that relationship with Jesus, we're guaranteed. That's amazing. So remember. How God, I'm looking back at the t-shirt back there. Remember how I, I shared how God just 
in, in season one, uh, episode seven, how he just uh, hit me with that term, get, that phrase, get used to different. Well, I, I, I didn't know he was going to pull that on me. And I have to confess that I'm more nervous this morning about what I'm going to do than I probably haven't been in a long time. And it's probably good because it's different. See, as we've been looking at this model prayer, I have spent a lot of time praying into it. Asking God, what does this mean? There's, th these, are, these are amazing words. But what's in there? What, what's, what's in there even more than the four teachings we went through? And I think God gave me some insight. And I'm going to share that insight with you this morning. And, and, and it's in a manner that you might even call a prophecy. which I think gives us even further clues into what his will is for our life. See, I think the greatest will he has for our life is relationship. Relationship. And I think if we are concentrating on relationship with him, seeking him, we're, we're getting into the word, we're praying, we're having fellowship, we're, we're talking to each other, we're encouraging each other, we're doing all those things, we're meditating upon scripture, you're not going to miss your calling. It won't happen. It, it just won't happen. I believe that with all my heart, okay? So let me read this prophetic word, then I'm going to go back through it and look into it a little bit deeper with some things, insights that I think the Lord gave me. Now, now you know, some of the people this morning tried to steal some of this. I forgive you. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Can you pass them out? This is this is a prophecy, and I'll thank you for reminding me of. But I think this is a significant word. Now, as I go through it, you're going to go, yeah, I knew that. It's not going to be anything new, but it's important. I'm hesitating until they get out to everybody. Because I think this is something that God will want you to read when you're down. When you're having doubts, when you're just not doing well, okay? Okay. Let's go. Tell the people to stand tall in me. He titled it, Tell Them, a Prophetic Word. But tell the people to stand tall in me. Tell them to go after the promises that I've given them. I think God has given all of us promises. But he wants us to go after them. Tell them to pray and press through the crowd and touch my garments. Tell them to seek me. And not to just to seek me, but know that I am listening. Tell them to not just listen to what I'm saying, but to believe it and to walk in the truth. 
Tell them that I am the way, the truth, and the life. Tell them they will not be disappointed as they focus their lives on me. Tell them that I will meet them and will lead them into all I have for them. Tell them to believe. Not have faith, but believe. Tell them that they are chosen. They are adopted. They are wanted, that I wanted them. Tell them to walk by faith and not how they feel, think, or see. Tell them I've already equipped them for what they are to do. Tell them that I am not only God, but I am their God. Tell them that I'm not one to turn my back on them. I never will. Tell them that I always, I am always there for them. Tell them that I am the one and only true God. Tell them that I am their provider. I think he does a pretty good job, don't you? Tell them I am one, I am one who gives only good things to them. Tell them that I am the great physician and they can bring every sickness to me. Tell them that I am in their corner and that I am for them and forever will be. Tell them I am not only the creator, but I am the creator of all things good. Tell them I am their salvation. Tell them I am the bearer of everything good. Tell them I am love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Tell them I'm a good God and that everything I give them is good. Tell them that I am the Lord of Lords, their Lord. Tell them I am the King of Kings, their Sovereign. Tell them I am theirs and they are mine. Tell them that I'm going to use them to build my kingdom. Tell them that I am. The reason I pass this out to you because I felt like God told me that you are to meditate on these things when you go through hard times, when you're feeling lonely, when you're down, when you feel like you're unloved, or you're feeling like you're unwanted, and you're feeling like you aren't part of anything. Are you, are you fearful or concerned about the world you live in? Or when you want to understand your will be done on earth as it is in heaven? When I was done with this, I, when, when I received it, I said, but God, you didn't say, tell them that I love them. And he said to me, yes, I did. Everything I said proves that I love them, says that I love them. So as I continued to pray, I felt like he wanted me to expand on what these things were. And so I'm going to go back through and share some thoughts that I think he shared with me. So the first one, tell the people to stand tall in me. God wants 
us wants you, wants me to live large for him. He wants us to run the race that has been set before us in, in such a manner that the light of Christ shines out of us very brightly. And that it touches people round about us. He wants us to represent him. The second one was, tell them to go after the promises I have given them. God never wants us to rest on our laurels. He never wants us to just sit back, throw our legs up in the spirit, and say, I'm good. He wants us to pursue him because he has so much for us. And then as we pray, as we meditate, as we get into the word, as we fellowship, then he is going to open up new things to us constantly. And it's going to bust our socks right off of our feet. Next one, tell them to pray and to press through the crowd to touch my garments. Obviously, that comes from the woman with the issue of the blood. But what God is saying to us, please don't stand on the outskirts. Don't just look in. Instead, be one of the ones like the woman with the issue of blood that presses in. The very area where he is moving, where he is, where the triune God is. Next one, tell them to seek me and know that I am listening. God wants us to have a healthy prayer life, a healthy reading the word life, a healthy just reading books, listening to teachings, whatever. And 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 He's got grace. He knows we're, we're busy. He's not saying six hours a day. He's saying, I believe, he wants us to develop a routine to where we constantly are pursuing him. And he wants us to know, as we do, it's not for naught because he hears every word. He sees every tear. He sees every laugh and he collects them and he's aware of them. Tell them to also listen and to believe and to walk in the truth. See, God wants us to not only walk by his word, which is the truth, but he wants us also to be cognizant of any prophetic words that are given, especially to you, and to pray into them and to see what God is saying in the midst of those so that you walk those out. Because prophecy basically helps you to walk out the word of God. Tell them they will not be disappointed as they focus their lives on me. <laughs> Anybody in Christ is not disappointed. You can't be. You know, the world will disappoint. People, even your brothers and sisters, may disappoint. But Jesus will never disappoint. Instead, as we choose to do that, to focus on him, 
we will live a life that is exciting. It may be scary at times when he tells you to go do whatever. But it will be exciting. Tell them that I will meet them and will lead them into all I have for them. See, God never expects us, never wants us to go it alone. Yeah, he, 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 he may call somebody out to the mission field, but he's got people that are waiting, okay, to be their errands and hers. But even more so, he's with them. The Holy Spirit is with them. Jesus is with them. And they will lead into all truth and into everything the Father has for us. All, A-L-L, all capitals, letters that he has for us. Tell them to believe. See, God doesn't want us just to have faith. But he wants us to believe what is true. He wants us to believe what he says. He wants us to believe what he does. And believe in a manner that you are sure that it will come to pass. If God said it, it's as good as done. Now, it can get frustrating when it doesn't happen in the next five seconds. Tell them that they are chosen, adopted, and wanted. God wants each person to know there are no accidents or have-tos. He loves you. He desires relationship with you. He wanted us for his children, so he went after us, and he provided the way, and he wooed us, and he sent the Holy Spirit, and he adopted us, and he's and making us members of his family, and he continues to, to just to encourage us and to strengthen us and to nurture us. Tell them I have a I have already equipped them for what they are to do. When we were born again, we were given everything that we will ever need to do whatever he wants us to do. And as we run the race that is set before us, and as we walk into what he has given us to do, he will release the things within us that need to be released. I believe that. Tell them that I am not only God, but I am their God. Okay? There comes a change here, and for the rest of this prophetic word, maybe you notice it, the word I am. See, when Jesus used this term in John 8, I am, he was basically imitating what God said in, in Exodus 3.14. And what he was saying, and what God was saying is that, I am the eternal God incarnate. That's why the Jews got a little bit ticked off. See, God wants to see, wants us to see him not as far off, but as our father. Our father. Somebody that's close to us. Somebody that we have a very personal relationship with. Tell them that I am the way, 
and the truth and the life. God wants us to understand that there's only one way, there's only one truth, there's only one life, and that's in Jesus. To live for him, to follow him, to do what he asks us to do, and to follow the Holy Spirit who is always giving glory to the Father and to Jesus. Tell them that I am not one to turn my back on them. I never will. God is eternally committed to each one of us. Eternally committed to each one of us. He is our protector. He is our defender. When we enter into a relationship with the Father through what Jesus did on the cross, it's a done deal for eternity. Only we can walk away. He will never, ever, ever walk away. And if we would walk away, he will be pursuing us again to bring us back. Tell them that I am always there for them. It's good to have a picture that as you walk through life, the Father is right there with you. Holy Spirit's right there with you. Leading us, taking care of us, providing everything we need, always having our back. Tell them that I am the one and only true God. Yeah, there's a lot of gods out there. And some of us have had to repent from time to time for having false gods in our life, whether it be our wallet or our car or whatever it was. But he is the only true God. Tell them that I am their provider. He'll provide everything we need when we need it. That's one of the things that can be really interesting about God and frustrating about God. It seems like you almost have to go to the edge of the cliff before he shows up. But he will show up, and you will not go over the cliff. But it's interesting. Tell, him, tell them that I am one who gives only good things to them. God will never give us anything bad. You know? I mean, if we ask for bread, is he going to give us a rock? No. No. And, and, and I realize during tough times, you may, may go, may go, oh, where's the good stuff? But even then, he's there giving us good stuff and using it for our good. Tell them that I am the great physician and they can bring every sickness to me. Our Father wants us to bring every sickness to him to lay it out before him, to share your heart, to receive prayer, to, to do whatever it is, to walk f with faith and believe that our God does heal. Tell them I'm in their corner and that I am for them and forever will be. We don't need any other allies. 
we have God. Now, we do have other allies, and that's good, okay? Look around. These are allies. Okay, but we have God. There's no one greater. None. No further discussion needed. End of subject. He has been, is, and he will always be that way. Tell them that I am not only the creator, but I am the creator of all things good. See, God's a good God. Hey, hey, do you notice how, how several times in several different ways he talks about how he's good? I think we struggle with that. I think every one of us struggles with that. Is he really a good God? You know, this goes wrong or that goes wrong or this doesn't happen or whatever. Well, you know, and, and I love it when I'm talking to non-Christians. Well, well, if he was really a good God. Well, he is really a good God. But we chose to sin. You know, I, I love talking to people that are into the climate change. Well, if you look at Romans 8, I'm into climate change too. Because guess what? When we fell, the earth fell. It was no longer the Garden of Eden. But also, guess what? It's not going to end until God's done. It's just not. Tell them I am their salvation. There is no other way to salvation except the Father's plan through Jesus Christ. Tell them I'm the bearer of everything good. See, there's that good stuff again. See, God holds everything good together in his hands. There is no good outside of God. What did Jesus say when he was called good? He says, whoa. Paraphrasing it a little bit, okay? There is none good, not one, but God. He is the definition of good. Tell them that I'm love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. See, God has provided us, all of us, the fruits of the Spirit. And they are available to everybody that is found in him. We just need to learn how to walk them out and not let the flesh take over. But the Holy Spirit is right there to help us these things are available to us. Tell them I, I am a good God and everything I give them is good. Again, God is good. End of subject. No further discussion needed. It's just the facts. And he makes his goodness available to all. Tell them I am the Lord of Lords, their Lord. See, God's Son, Jesus, is the Lord of Lords. He is our Lord. Everything is under his authority, including us. Tell them I'm the King of Kings. They're sovereign. Jesus is the King of all. He's the King of Kings. And all are to submit. I believe, you see a lot of anger in the world. Anybody disagree with me? It's because they're not submitting to the King of Kings. Very simple explanation. 
doesn't make them perfect because there's still times that well, I'll let you go with that. <laughs> I like this one. Tell them I am theirs and they are mine. We can possess him. God is the God of relationships. He is our father as we spent a whole lesson talking about. He gave himself to us to be our father by his choice. We weren't looking. What did it say? When we hated him, when we were in sin, and then we were bought with a price, and we came to this place where we said, I can't do it anymore. I need you, Jesus. And the blood of Jesus covered our sins, and we became his. He is ours, and we are his. Talk about a, a, a relationship made in heaven. Oh, yeah, it was. Tell them I'm going to use them to build my kingdom. See, God incarnate is going to use us. All we have to do is be like the great prophet and say, here I am, send me. That doesn't mean you're going to go you know, into the deepest, darkest part of Argentina or anything like that. You might. Okay? But he's equipped us to do and to build the kingdom, to do what he has called us to do. Now, I do believe there's going to be people that are going to go out from here, some permanently, and some are going to go and come, come and go, come and go. Okay? He has shown me that. And then the great one again, tell them I am. I think it sums it up so beautifully. Tell them I am. And let me repeat. Jesus used this in John 8, and they went ballistic. Okay? Because he was quite himself to God. Because God had used this in Exodus 3.14. And they were... They knew he was equating himself to God, that he was calling himself to God, and so they wanted to kill him. See, he's a God like no other gods defined by everything we've discussed. The worship team wants to come back. Do you have a song? Okay. We serve a God we can call Father. We serve a God who will lead us. We serve a God that will nurture us. We serve a God that will always encourage us, that will always be there with us. We serve a God who gave himself completely to us. I mean, how else do you def define Jesus on the cross? That's about as completely giving. We serve a God that will always be there for us. That's the God we serve. Our great and mighty Father. Our Savior. The Lord of Lords and King of Kings. Jesus the Christ. And the great comforter of the Holy Spirit. Who leads us and guides us in all truth. The I Am. God's will for us at this, at this point 
is to pursue him and understand this. To understand who he is. To understand the relationship that we have with him. To understand that he is always there. To understand who we are to him and who he is to us. And to spend time with him. And as we do that, you might be called to the deepest, darkest parts of Brazil. Or you might be called to go to Mel's on a Wednesday afternoon and pray for a woman who's there in a wheelchair and watch her get up. Why not? You know, I think we need to have a vivid imagination. God is going to use me to preach to thousands. Okay, well, if he doesn't, but it's better than say, oh, God will never use me. You know what I mean? Because he's our father. His kingdom has come, and he wants us to build, help build on it. That's our God. He loves us. He cares about us. And he has equipped us to do good things. So pray. Seek him. And see what he does, because you might just have your socks blown off.